0: I will take this great opportunity today, where I have with us uh, we at Voice of Crypto have with us uh, Michael Harding. He's uh, he is the co-founder of this superb firm called Blockchain Sensei. He's a superb uh, technical analyst. He's also a great on-chain analyst, and uh, this is altogether an amazing time to be around in the crypto space with so many changes, such uh, crucial price shifts happening, and a few questions on everyone's mind and. Uh, I think one of the question that has been circulating for the last, um, let's say, few uh, couple of weeks is whether the bottom is in and is this a bull run. So addressing some of the most crucial questions of the Web three, blockchain, crypto space, uh, we have with us uh, blockchain from the blockchain Sensei team, Michael. Hey, Michael, it's great to have you here. And I do have quite a bit of questions for you and hope we can have this amazing discussion today. Thanks, everyone, again for joining. Uh, My first question to you, Michael, would be the most obvious question. Is the bull run about to begin? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I would say most definitely uh, my ultimate belief um, is obviously it's none of this is financial advice uh, I'm not a financial advisor please do your own research all those usual disclaimers uh, but ultimately uh, the position we're in I think a bull run is inevitable um, whether that is now and immediately in the next month or two months is is yet to see um, and ultimately the, the best thing to do is obviously to follow price action and to not try to guess where we're at um, but to use technical analysis and fundamental analysis to put yourself in a position where you've got a more accurate edge. So all the greatest traders like Mark Douglas um, from Trading in the Zone and um, Peter Lynch, it's all about having an educated guess. It's all about having an edge. What What is an edge? An edge is a series of variables, technical or fundamental, that allow you to... Have probability work in your favor. Now, some of those 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 probability factors are things like the relative strength index, things like the the, the moving average, specifically the two hundred day moving average, things like the, the Fibonacci levels. Those things concurring together to align to suggest that the same thing is going to happen gives you an edge and gives you um, a position. That is most likely to go into your favor, but isn't guaranteed. Now, based on some of those 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 factors that I've just said there, I I do believe
0: we we have seen the bottom in Bitcoin. Um, we
1: um, myself from the Blockchain Sensei team uh, thought that this might have been the case around the twenty fourth of November. Um, it's it's quite ironic actually because we actually called a top in November uh, of 2021 and we actually was out there doing loads of uh, content and material that's available to see on our, our, our YouTube saying that the, the top was in and uh, people should sell um, and that we would, not financial advice, but that we were selling um, and we were gonna come out of, of, of Bitcoin and then and a lot of the alts and then maybe re-enter around the 34K mark because there'd probably be a rally and exactly that happened. Um, our, our biggest regret at that time was not shorting the markets. Um, we knew, we we calculated that the top was in, but if we'd shorted all the way down from there, uh, which we know some people in our community did do and have been very, very profitable. Um, and it's now the same. When you look at the, the exact same things, such as the RSI, we hit crazily, all-time low points on, on the RSI on the, on the weekly on, on, on Bitcoin we're getting down to around the, the 23s and the 24s um, and then in terms of the, the ultimate way that the the, the markets work is, is on the basic principle of fear and greed um, and the, the, the ultimate saying which I'm sure everyone's heard is be greedy when everyone is fearful and be fearful when everyone is greedy um, in November 2021 was the highest level of greed uh people were expecting 100k bitcoin um and now uh in last november um when bitcoin was down around the 15k mark was the highest level of fear and and people were expecting 8k bitcoin now i'm guilty of that i i, I also was hoping uh for <laughs> the, the 8k bitcoin but that was in my own greed of wanting to accumulate at those prices, not a fear factor, but a, a greed factor. So one of the things we have to be aware of is our own greed and how that skews what what we're looking at. But uh, yes, uh, if, if you look at around the 16K mark as well, which I'll, I'll tweet out some, um, some um, chart analysis uh, later to follow up what I'm saying, there is an incredible support line there around the 16K mark um, for, for Bitcoin. Um, so in, in my opinion, that was a clear accumulation zone by institutions, which is backed up by all the fundamentals that, again, we, we've seen. So we've, uh, that, that time between November and January, there is tons of fundamental information and technical information suggesting that that is an institutional buying period. We had tons of um, corporations. In fact, we did a tweet string where there was, I think it was 23 different institutions and banks that had been announced that they were making moves into crypto and were acquiring Bitcoin and, and so on and so forth. So at that point, we hit the highest level of fear and everyone was expecting Bitcoin to go down further. But fundamentally, we had the highest levels of greed from institutions and not retail. Um, And that's why I think at the moment, if the institutions have done their acquiring, the next step is for them to do their dumping. (laughs) So for them to do their dumping, it means that the prices need to rise. Um, So yeah, that's why I think, um, without a shadow of doubt, institutions acquired at 15 uh, below 15 and around uh, around that around that 16 to 15k mark on bitcoin mm. so where they're going to try and exit in my opinion around 30 to 40 mm. is where, they'll, where they'll, 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 they'll try and exit mm. so yeah
0: so uh, if we look at bitcoin's price today bitcoin lost a little over 2.5 percent in the last 24 hours and uh, while well, there's a There's sort of a decent pullback on the short term chart and the long term, it still looks good. So if you have to, um, above the 20,000 level, if you have to establish some of the key price levels for traders to watch out, what would they be? And uh, from here, if Bitcoin forms a bottom, so what will be that macro bottom that Bitcoin price uh, forms, Michael? Um, so there's a really strong level Hmm. slap bang on the 21,421
1: level uh, which is a a previous high Hmm. uh, from around November um, where it it hit a resistance and dropped down Um, and as we know previous uh, resistances tend to make new supports and that is exactly what played out um, along the 7th 8th, 9th up to the 13th that Twenty one thousand four hundred twenty one level made up a uh, quite a strong uh, resistance, uh, no support on, on that bit. So that's an area where I expect to to be a support again, and would create a quite nice double bottom. Um, so that's a key area that I would look at there. Now, in terms of to the upside of that, yeah. um, something that I, I I've been looking at. Um, quite strongly is actually on the on the weekly moving average yeah. um, and if you look at the weekly moving average uh, the 200 week actually um, you'll actually see that where we are right now the 25,092 mark is slap bang where the, the the 200 week moving average is so what happens most of the time when you're under a 200 moving average is that's normally uh, uh, quite a a bearish sign hmm. um, and for that to happen on the weekly is also quite bearish but when we we look at the RSI on this we're seeing low RSI's that that have been in that in a, in a constant low uh, for quite a while of like uh, on the weeklies of like yeah. 25 to, to 30 which never happens like hmm. you never get yeah. that level of consistency of, of low RSI's and being on below the 200 so that again is a huge sign for me that that has been an accumulation period and right now we've hit this 200 uh, weekly moving average and we're about to we, we, you can already see in the price action that it's, yeah. it's coming down hmm.
0: uh,
1: and down a little bit but where from here if we if we, if we if we look at that retracement I would again say to the 21,000 level but then in terms of the, the extension of, of where we can go uh, from there Uh, I I do believe will probably come down um, and then up to around the 35K mark, um, which is exactly where I I said that um, the institutional sell-off will start to begin is around Mm -hmm. that that 35K mark because that would mean that those that acquired at that 15K mark have doubled their money. They're happy with that. They're going to get out. um, And that's where I believe we'll see Um, potentially another upturn maybe we might get up to around the 44k mark um, because that's again where we've got another set of a clear resistance level Hmm. around the 44k mark Um, and then maybe I think the the ultimate danger time Hmm. uh, where I myself personally will be be exiting Bitcoin again uh, having already acquired down at these levels will be at the the 59 uh, anything above 45 right. um we haven't gotten around these these 20 levels is fine because there's not much gain left from 45 to 100k bitcoin right. there, there's only a hundred percent or 120 percent gain to be made there but where the massive gain is to be made where most people aren't going to be looking is in the altcoins and hmm if you if you look at there's a there's a, a, a the, the two charts that i use to look at for the old coins are the total free and the the others and they show you all of the old coins excluding bitcoin excluding ethereum because when you look at the markets including bitcoin and ethereum it skews your actual vision of what's really happening um and like they always say to if in doubt zoom out and i think if you zoom out to the 200, uh, if you zoom out to number one, the weekly time frame and then also zoom out um, and get rid of Bitcoin and Ethereum, it lets you get a real understanding of, of what's happening especially uh, um, I hope people already know about this but when you then change to the log scale, hmm. you'll see that there's just a clear up. Uptre- one of the clearest uptrends you will ever see is there on the altcoins um and right now, we've just bounced off that that trend line. We've just um, touched the the two hundred weekly moving average over there, and in fact, it's actually just pierced over it. There's like a slight wick um, that, that, that that's pierced over the two hundred week. So it's a, a very interesting point to see what happens next from there. But one thing I do expect is that we're going to see a lot of momentum in the in the. Uh, in, in in the altcoins. Hmm. And in fact, I'm going to share a little bit of a, a, an indicator that most people don't know about, but is an indicator that institutions like to use. Yeah. Um, and I was taught about from uh, my, my mentor who used to work with JP Morgan is um, something that, that people use. is actually the 250-day um, or 250-week uh, moving average. And if you look at that on the others' chart, On on the weekly, you'll see that for the last one, two, three weeks, we've Hmm. actually just settled just on top of that that zone there at around 103, 105 billion dollars for the crypto total market. Uh, That's the altcoins. So, that for me would suggest if the altcoin market doesn't go below 94. 100, between one hundred and five uh, and ninety four, that's where what it was is still an accumulation zone. But I think the moment we go above one hundred and sixty five billion dollars in in altcoins, that's when we're off to the races. That's when we're going to be seeing brand new all time highs in in, mm-hmm. in the altcoin market, um, and that's that's where the true gains are. Like. You've probably seen already, people have already seen things like Fetch AI, AI Render, yeah. so on and so forth. This is where you can get the 400% gains, 500% gains, hmm. 10x gain, which you're not going to get from Bitcoin um, m- m- much more. So yeah, that that's my take on that.
0: Absolutely, no. That makes a lot of sense. And um, also, could you correlate how once the crypto bull market takes off, when exactly and how can uh, traders point out when an um, alt season begins? While there are quite a few correlations um, wherein one sees the altcoin market cap removing, as you said, Ethereum uh, from it, what are some other key points that traders can look out for when um, trying to pinpoint when an alt rally or an alt season truly begins?
1: Um, The the easiest way to find out when an alt season has truthfully begun is to look at the Bitcoin dominance, um, which can be found on most trading tools just as BTC.D. Um And when you look at the Bitcoin dominance, it basically shows how much of the total market cap of crypto is made up of Bitcoin. Now, for, if the Bitcoin dominance is up, um, which it was um, in January 2021, um, that was the, the highs, it was like 71%. Um, that's when altcoins are doing really, really bad. Um, but what where we're at now, we're at this really strange resistance zone on, on, on the Bitcoin dominance um, yeah. of around 44%, 45%. The moment that starts dipping, and if we go below the support level, which is at 38% uh, Bitcoin dominance, the moment we go past that, then... And we're around the 35% uh, Bitcoin dominance. Now we're seeing the, the signs of an alt, uh, alt season. But the true ultimate sign is the moment we go below 35% dominance of Bitcoin. That is when we're in absolute uh, alt, altcoin craziness. That's when we'll, we'll see some... Although I don't, I don't think we're going to mm. see it as crazy as we saw before, where we saw loads of meme coins and, yeah. and rubbish projects. Uh, pumping. I, I think it's going to be a real infrastructure and utility based market. Um, uh, I highly recommend people to read a paper, uh, the Masari paper, and they've highlighted some projects that we've been fans of for a while that are called Deepin, which yeah. is decentralized um, protocols of infrastructure things like Sierra, Filecoin, uh, Helium, uh, Render. Things that really need the blockchain, that Mm -hmm. have to use the blockchain, not projects where they're just creating a token for for the fun of it.
0: Yeah. No, makes a lot of sense. There will be quite a few projects that will take off as the all season begins. But pivoting back to um, Bitcoin, uh, quite a few uh, traditional indicators also signal that Bitcoin would take off. And one of them was the negative correlation that Bitcoin... uh, uh, showed with S&P, 200, uh, oh, sorry, S&P 500. There was also um, stablecoin outflow into Bitcoin, which once again commenced, um, according to data, from Glassnode. So if we have to look at some other macro uh, indicators that would show that Bitcoin price has taken off and uh, these would be the key levels to watch, what would those on-chain or tech indicators be?
1: Um, So in regards to macro indicators of of what I would suggest people to look for um, in relation to just the general stock market is the the NASDAQ and the triple Qs. Because if technology is doing well, then as a byproduct, crypto does well. Because we have to understand that a lot of crypto is based on... um, these big tech companies like Nvidia. Like, if Nvidia isn't doing well, it's very unlikely that crypto is going to be doing well because, especially Bitcoin, um, like a, a lot of miners use Nvidia ASICs. Hmm. So, if 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 Nvidia's sales are up, then that means the the, the Bitcoin miners uh, there's probably more in action. Um, and then in the the other area that I would I would I would look at that I think is a bit of a a telling sign is actually the the dollar index hmm. um, and I, I always talk about this and uh, whenever i do consultancies and people seem to, to to miss this fact that if the value of the dollar is high it's clearly going to affect everybody in cryptocurrency yeah. because the majority of people that work in crypto
0: they get paid in usdc or
1: usdt so if i've got a if i've got Developers that I'm paying a hundred grand a year, and then all of a sudden the value of the dollar is at like 110 when it was at 100 before. Hmm. I'm now paying 10 cents yeah. per, per, per dollar for, for each of those developers, yeah. so it's costing me an extra hundred grand, and that's just developers on, on 100k. So when you look at that across your entire run rate, like this is what this the dollar index fluctuations is something that a lot of
0: business owners don't put into their business model of, oh, okay, if the
1: dollar fluctuates by 10%, 20%, how is that going to affect me paying stack? Well, mm. it is going to, and it, and it has done, and will do, and it's, it's happened before, and it, it will happen again. But mm. a sign to say that we're, we're really in a, in, in a bull run um, for, for, for Bitcoin especially, would be if the dollar index gets below, uh, there's really nice support, around 100.836 um, and then the moving average on that is around, uh, the 200 moving average, 250 moving average on that is around 97. Um, so if we go below 97, um, that's again, a massive, massive indicator that we're off we're, we're to the races there. Um, and then in terms of on-chain, on uh, analysis um, I think the, the, the key and the obvious one to look at is just inflows I think yeah. it inflows and exchange rates um, if they're increasing then that means there's more people transacting but the, the key area where we need that those, those that inflow and that transaction to be happening isn't actually on Bitcoin and it isn't actually on the olds. it's actually on the stable coins because stable coins are like the early indicator. Because if people are buying into stable coins, mm. it's very unlikely they're buying into the stable coins to just hold them. Mm. They're buying into the stable coins to purchase other cryptos or, or or Bitcoin. So that's that's something that I I, I follow when it comes to on chain analysis.
0: Absolutely, and and to add to that, I uh, do feel like in and out of money uh, around price can show us. Uh, a few of the key areas where uh, people have bought Bitcoin. So I think according to that um, 22659 and 23325, uh, where over 1.4 million addresses have bought um, over uh, over 7 million Bitcoin, can play like crucial levels. And on the lower side, I feel the uh, four hundred and the 21,000, 100 mark can play like crucial support levels uh adding to that in the last two days uh, michael quite a bit of uh, skepticism skepticism was seen in the futures market especially looking at the binance uh, long short ratio we could figure out that um, 53 over 53 percent of all accounts on binance around um, sometime yesterday were going short And um, now around 58% of accounts uh, have an open position and are going long. So we can see quite a bit of uh, skepticism in the market. How do you think the futures market will play a role in shaping price action going forward? Um, I think in general, Hmm. I think futures market with what BlackRock have planned and with what Goldman have planned in terms of what they're planning to do with, um, with, yeah, with, 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 um, how do I describe this? With, um, assets like bonds and stocks becoming tokenized, I think futures
1: markets are about to explode, um, in a way that we've never seen before in a way that nobody can comprehend um, because one of the things that's needed for the world to go around, uh, people don't realize it, but is government bonds need to get bought because if government bonds don't get bought, then governments are in trouble. Um, and the easiest way to make government bonds attractive would be to tokenize them and then to add features on them. And I think that's what we're going to see is all of a sudden bonds are going to become cool and sexy because they're going to be tokenized and there's going to be futures and there's going to be DeFi plays on them and all sorts. And I think that's going to add an element um, to the futures market that is going to, yeah, it's going to be crazily disruptive and there's going to be insane amounts of of, of volume that are beyond comprehension. So yeah, that's my take on that.
0: Absolutely. Um, also, Michael, if you have to take a look at some of the top altcoins, while I know you wouldn't uh, want to make some official suggestions, but still, if you have to uh, try to pick a few projects, let's say, according to their development activity or uh, the, the kind of inflows that they're seeing or even uh, upgrade centric. So what would those altcoins be that you know would be key for traders and investors to watch in case the market does hit the mark?
1: yeah um so i won't tell you what people should in, invest in but i'll tell you
0: what i'm investing yeah in. uh, so what i'm i'm currently
1: uh investing in is is those deep in projects uh, things that are essential to uh the infrastructure of blockchain and i think the, the golden star and the, the obvious one of all of those that a lot of people miss is is polka dot because is the leader when it comes to interoperability and interoperability is essential for corporations Um, and Polkadot are they are onboarding corporations and institutions and and trying to help them with their understanding of of, of blockchain so Polkadot most definitely I I think we are going to see a run on the whole XLM Algorand and XRP stuff I think that's inevitable that there's going to be some kind of Polish action there. Uh, when it comes to developers um, and total value locked, I think it's. I think Cardano is high highly and um, grossly misrepresented. I think when you actually look at the amount of developer commitments that they've got on their GitHub, when you look at the amount of developers that are active on there, um, and the amount of total value locked that they've got, and how quickly they do their upgrades and stuff. Them and Tezos, I, I, I think, are, are two underdogs where they're doing incredible stuff, but nobody cares <laughs> um, on, on, a, on, a, on a on a hype level. They haven't got the hype, but they have got the product. Um, and in, in, in regards to... And this was one of my big gripes before, is I wasn't really a Solana fan because Solana hadn't done half the stuff that Cardano and um, Tezos had been doing, but was getting all the praise and everyone was going aping into it, as they say, Um, and then look what happened with with that. Obviously, there's been negative pullbacks on on some of the others, but uh, not like there was with with Solana because of their attachment to to FTX. Um, But another project that uh, I'm I'm quite bullish on is Theta, just because of their partnerships with Google and with with Samsung. Um, It's like a a, a watch to to earn thing. Um, I I think we haven't been the last of Axie, think we're definitely going to see Axie come back with a, a, a vengeance and the mm. same with NBA Top Shots um, mm. and anything, any NFTs built on the Flow Network like Doodles, uh, especially because they've got Pharrell Williams as mm. one of the, the directors uh, of Doodles and Pharrell Williams is now also the director, creative director of Louis Vuitton. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something happen with Louis Vuitton and Doodles, which boosts um, all of those NFTs Uh, and and skyrockets them Um, and then on the DeFi side uh, you can't ignore Avogocci and and Curve uh, and Uniswap um, because again if there is a lot of action in the crypto market then inevitably Uniswap, Curve uh, and Aave are going to get a lot of use which increases their revenue which increases their bear which increases uh, the amount Yeah, those ones that are kind of Obvious ones. Um, and then, yeah, my, 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 my ones that I'm, I'm big fans of the gaming ones like Gala and Wax. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the deep in infrastructure stuff like Fetch, Mina, um, Arweave, Filecoin, all of those things where it's about file storage and actually using blockchain properly. So, yeah, there's, there's a few there. So, go do your yeah. own research. And without, without forgetting to mention them, Nia, yeah, just because they've got, in my opinion, have got the easiest-to-access wallet. Um, um, And I think it, on on the stock side, I would tell people to go and really research what eBay are doing. Hmm. eBay, when it comes to NFTs, are making crazy moves with some of the partnerships that they've gotten. If they really... um they really like the match on the NFT space, they will have more users, almost five times more users than OpenSea straight away. Hmm. Um So I think an eBay, normal everyday people trust eBay yeah. more than they trust OpenSea. So I, I think eBay is is a is stock that I'm, I'm watching very, very closely at the moment.
0: Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that extensive list. I did make a note of quite a few of those. <laughs> uh, but, but again, uh, doing your own research is key and it's very important to take risk according to your own appetite, uh, which is one thing that we would strongly recommend to our listeners here. Um, also, uh, Michael, there's a certain trend that I've noticed in the market, every time there's a bull run, there is a certain cohort of coins that takes off. So uh, there were meme coins and there were metaverse tokens of uh, some time back, AI coins uh, skyrocketed. So what is your expectation from the next bull uh, market or the next alt season, which cohort of altcoins do you think are set to be? On? I think we're going to see the ISO tokens, ISO two o two two or whatever it's called, um, which is like all the, um,
1: all the like XLM, all all the payment stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of momentum on those. Um, I think we're going to see either towards the middle or the end, Hmm. um, the gaming stuff inevitably, uh, because we've got a lot of gaming studios like um, Tencent, PUBG, we've got um, Square Enix that own Final Fantasy we've got Ubisoft that own Ghost Recon and Rayman and um, Assassin's Creed all all making their announcements that they're involved in blockchain and NFTs so I think gaming is going to definitely be an area that's going to have a bit of momentum Um, especially being as gaming a lot of people don't realise but gaming actually contributes to 50% of all Blockchain transactions,
0: Hmm.
1: um, which (laughs) that can't Hmm. be ignored. (laughs) So, (laughs) you can't ignore that. Um, And then, in terms of uh, the final one, is yeah, the the D PIN stuff, which is decentralized projects that actually use decentralized file storage or decentralized rendering um, or decent stuff like that, like like your renders, your R Weaves, your Sears, your Crusts, your File Coins.
0: Uh, the graph all all that that kind of stuff right yeah great thanks thanks a lot for all of this uh, all all of these crucial insights Michael and uh, while we're almost at the end of our uh, time uh, are there any closing thoughts that you have anything about the market or any two cents of advice for our listeners today here
1: um be prepared for a roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) that's what I would say is um, ultimately the, the, the number one strategy that, that is proven to work um, is just dollar cost averaging Absolutely, that, mm. that's the strategy that's statistically the best strategy which is just a small amount that you can afford to lose uh, across a diversified portfolio monthly regardless or even weekly regardless of the price mm-hmm. um, over a 5 to 10 year period it's very hard to go wrong, um, so that that that's what I would say uh, to keep in mind is yes, have a look at the price, but I think we're I think we're often too affected by price, and yeah. I, I've been guilty of that myself. Like I said, is I, I should have bought more when when Bitcoin was at fifteen, but because yeah. I got greedy and I was waiting for eight, I held back. Which now that I think the bottom's in, that that's going <laughs> to... Yeah, that, that's my own, own <laughs> that will instrument. hurt. So, yeah, dollar-cost averaging and not looking at the prices is the first thing I would say. And then, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's the, 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 the parting things, I would say. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, some some great advices and I do agree with dollar-cost averaging. It does save you a lot of time energy and uh, unnecessary risk so um, great chat today, and like always, it's great to have a discussion with you. You come up with some, uh, very different yet, uh, very pro- very uh, solid arguments. And uh, today again, you were able to give some great insights into how to uh, watch, keep a lookout for an all season, and uh, some some key macro indicators you mentioned. And all in all a great session today Michael thank you again for joining us and uh, big thanks to all our speakers uh, for being for sticking around and being great audiences